is in the know for Thursday, January 26th, the 26th day of 2023. There are 339 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We're on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to be a yucky day. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. She is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm tired. Yeah, you're tired? It's been kind of a long week yes, so far. It has. Uh, been a busy week. But, uh, a lot of good activities going on. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I were comparing notes on something a uh, day or so ago about uh, something that we had just received in the mail, but it had been uh, maybe delivered uh, or sent on January 13th. Oh, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yes. Well, this landed, according to the United States Postal Service, first-class postage letters used to get their recipients in a couple of days, and that's not true anymore. For example, a piece of first-class mail sent from New York City takes around five days to make it all the way across the country to California, and that's a straight line. They run that route all the time. The more diagonal ones that have to go, like, to Nashville or to Louisville right. and then out to, so the Postal Service taking longer than it used to and um, interesting costing think... costing more yes. for those who have not <laughs> noticed. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and soon enough, downtown Browntown. He's Sam Gormley and the Sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. You nervous yet? Nervous. For the weekend? Got a big trip to Kansas City playing. Your team does, not you. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, whatever happens, happens. You know, it's... it's... A very grown up We're way just, of looking at just it. Just trying to. There's a couple more things I got to worry about before then. Yeah, I I really hate to ask you this question because we might be giving uh, burglars an inside advantage. But where do you where do you keep your car keys at night? Uh, Are your car uh, keys I like have a hook. you have a hook? That's uh-huh. where so they're on the hook. So if you want to keep burglars out of your home, keep your car keys next to your bed while you sleep. If you hear a suspicious noise and suspect someone's trying to break in, press the panic button on your key ring, key ring to set off your car alarm, and it will scare off the burglar. I've heard that before. You have? And I've, there has been at least one time that you've been out of town, I've, I've done that. Really? And I never told you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well done. That sounds like a Kevin McAllister move. <laughs> well, you know, that sounds I like a Home Alone and Kevin McAllister move. You know all those tricks. <laughs> Sam, uh, while you might not worry about a burglar, I do think it might also quell noise created by fowl. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you've got do. roosters making noises or things. Well, one of you, them was chilling in the front yard when I got home yesterday. Really? You might set that <laughs> panic alarm off and it might at least make people scatter. Uh-huh. And it might quiet down your neighborhood after a brief little, hey, what's then, going on then, here? And then they'll just come back. I was going to say, it, mm-hmm. it may just rile them up more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicken sounds good for dinner. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Today is one of those. I, I know. I saw a weather graphic, 
and it showed the snow graphic, and then it showed the snow graphic. Like, it is snowing, and it's going to snow, is what the weather forecast was saying. But it will also accompany quite a bit of wind today. Uh, We'll talk more about the wind in just a second. But we'll see. Depending upon where you are in the region, you could see some snow flurries today. But the temperature is not going to be anything to knock your socks off. 35, the high, I think maybe 36 between the lakes. Flurries overnight, 25. And then for tomorrow, we're going to see 46. Warmer again on Saturday. But it was a windy day yesterday. I mean, it was a, if you needed to get to Elizabethtown quickly, it would have been a good day to be riding a bicycle because it would have just blown you right in that direction about as fast as you wanted to get there. I did, however, it's interesting how uh, headlines will certainly impact your thinking or the things you notice. I had a few extra minutes between appointments yesterday and I stopped uh, locally, in fact, at a, at a convenience store just to like, get off the road here, do a technology break, check email, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. While I was sitting there, noticed how hard the wind was blowing, happened to look at the canopy over the gas pumps and noticed how much it was swaying mm-hmm. and moving. And I thought, this is Denny's sign, mm-hmm. right? This is Denny's sign impacting my thinking that two weeks ago I would have probably not noticed mm-hmm. how much that was swaying or think I might have seen it and gone, well, that's really moving. But after you know what happened in Elizabethtown in the last two weeks when you see something, and I moved. I was like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> like I just, The likelihood of it happening, not likely, but mm-hmm. it made me feel good to get out of the way because I was downwind of the dumb, of the dumb canopy. Like if it comes down, it's on me. That's where it's uh, that's where it's coming. So anyway, some of the other and news. You're more worried about the truck than yourself, though, right? <laughs> you know, I, I know how you feel about the truck. It, it was more uh, a collective. Yeah, okay. it was more of a. It's a. I am one. Mm-hmm. I am one with the vehicle. The mm-hmm. vehicle is one with me. <laughs> uh, Hardin County seventh grade student was taken into custody after threatening to shoot fellow students. The Elizabethtown Police Department responded to the threat at uh, the Bluegrass Middle School. That's between Elizabethtown and Radcliffe. Chris Denham, spokesperson with the uh, PD there, said the suspect told classmates he was going to bring a gun to school and shoot students. Multiple witnesses heard the boy make the threats, and so he was taken into custody and charged with terroristic threatening. You cannot take those things lightly. Now, someone says they're going to do that, you got to believe them mm-hmm. and uh, act accordingly and Maybe people will stop making those types of threats. Unfortunately, too often, those people just want attention, and they'll take the negative kind just to get some kind. This is normally the heart of the influenza season here in Kentucky. Uh, we saw a spike you know at the end of the at the end of the year. Uh, last week, 633 new flu cases. That's down uh, by a th- about a third. 967 was the previous week. So I think we're safely beyond, you know, when we congregate for the holidays and, you know, we're too close to one another and we see those things ramp up and then it just stays that way, you know, goes up around Thanksgiving, stays up around Christmas and then comes back down when people start staying home in the month of January. So it looks like that's what is happening. And if you just, you know, think about it this way. Next Wednesday, it's going to be 2-1-23. And on 2-1-23, if you stand real tall on your tippy toes, you can go, ooh, I can see March 1st. And when, like, March 1st gets here, then your confidence level starts to go up. Like, ooh, okay. Yeah, I can't wait. It's coming then. Mm -hmm. Eventually, 
<laughs> it is. We, I, I, am, I can say with almost certainty it's coming. Maybe just not as quickly as we might like. A former Kentucky State Police supervisor has been sentenced to prison for his role in a conspiracy to misappropriate weapons belonging to the agency. Former KSP Lieutenant Colonel Michael Crawford of Georgetown was sentenced on Wednesday to eight months in federal prison. He was convicted back in August. Uh, According to evidence presented at the trial, in 2016, he conspired with a 68-year-old John Goble, who is the former Scott County coroner, and KSP armorer Mitch Harris to unlawfully misappropriate 21 firearms belonging to state police, including 19 shotguns and two M1A rifles. Goble previously pled guilty to related conspiracy between the same individuals to misappropriate 187 cases of KSP ammunition valued at about $40,000. Punishments handed out accordingly. The governor of Kentucky is urging communities to get what he calls, and he didn't invent the term, but he is telling us we need to become recovery ready. Okay, what does recovery ready mean? Well, he's encouraging communities across Kentucky to strengthen their fight against the drug epidemic by having them apply for certification as a recovery ready community. In June, he announced the creation of the Recovery Ready Communities Program. Since then, you got a bunch of uh, other, you know, state agencies that have uh, come together to create a certification program for communities. Communities are eligible to apply for this certification, which means which measures their services to residents who are seeking help for drug or alcohol addiction in three different categories, prevention, treatment, and recovery support. Communities will undergo an evaluation process, including a site visit and assessment from Volunteers of America staff, who will then uh, make a recommendation to the Advisory Council for a decision on certification. Yep. Though... Those resources are desperately needed, unfortunately, in communities across the Commonwealth, I'm sure including ours too, there is some level of sentiment that goes, well, I don't, I don't want those things near me. You know, mm-hmm. they, they like, but we have, we might need them, but, but don't, don't put them around me because, well, I don't want to be inconvenienced. But the fact of the matter is, having a conversation with someone just earlier in this week, unfortunately, the, the just, just say no or just get over it, or that that we've lost that battle, right? I mean, I grew up in the Nancy Reagan "Just Say No" days, and it it did not change what came what came beyond us in the nineties and the two thousands. And so, we're going to have to. Um, I do think the stigma on those type things is disappearing. I think we are understanding more that it's not a tough love, just say no approach is not the surefire fix. But we do need to work together to make sure that the the resources are adequate, but it requires everybody kind of being cooperative and saying, yeah, this is for the for the greater good. On a similar, we always talk about how that drug, the opioid ec- epidemic, it, it just wiped out an entire generation of, of Americans and parents and to what led to so many children being raised by grandparents and just, they're, they're, they're just missing um, because of because of opioids. And I don't know that it's related in any way, but I saw a thing, a piece on CBS this morning. I didn't see all of it, but they were making a case where there are 7.2 million men in the United States of working age that just choose not to. That wow. for whatever reason, it, they just cho- choose not to. It's just become like a way of life to not seek work. 
who are able-bodied people. But yet we say we're at a, you know, we're near 100% employment or as close as we're going to get, you know, like 3%, which is about as low, 3 to 4%, which is about as low as it's ever going to get. But to have that many people on top of, we, we are, we are suffering the consequences of an opioid epidemic wiping out so many people either by death or just, you know, uh, just not being capable of uh, being reliable or being accountable. And no wonder we all have, you know, for uh, help wanted signs up because those people are just, you know, harder, harder to find. Attorney General Daniel Cameron is one of 19 attorneys general who opposed the DHS immigration parole power program. I don't really know anything about it, but it's a 20-state coalition in a lawsuit to stop the Department of Homeland Security from operating a new program, which he says would unlawfully use immigration parole power and allow a surge of illegal immigrants to the United States. If that's an issue important to you, I encourage you to go investigate it. After experiencing a 15-month low in gasoline prices around Christmas Day, the cost has now risen four straight weeks. Kentucky state average price at the pump dipped to around two seventy nine a gallon for regular unleaded gas around Christmas, but has now risen to about three twenty one as of midday yesterday. On average, a jump of forty two cents a gallon. That means that uh, twenty gallon fill up is now eight dollars and forty cents more expensive than it was during the holiday season. And that's the you know that's that yo yo stuff. It goes, you know. I remember us thinking when it got close to four dollars. Uh, or or more, we said, well, could it go to six? or could, And then it goes back down, and you go, ooh, that feels better. But then if it just goes up again, even a few cents higher than where it was, you're getting this false sense of of where that you get acclimated to something different. And the next thing you know is, well, wait a minute, we're $2 beyond where we you know, reasonably should should be. But more pain at the pump. The Kentucky Department of Education Commissioner's Student Advisory Council has presented a report on potential actions to increase school safety, which began following last year's mass shooting in Uvalde. The report follows a year where schools experienced 170 incidents of gunfire on school grounds, according to the Everytown Research and Policy. Those incidents related, resulted in 55 deaths and 145 Injuries. So this is a uh, Kentucky or a Kentucky council, and they collectively get together to make recommendations on what are needed. Now, I, I school school violence is one thing, but even when I was reading earlier this week on the twenty fourth day of January, we had already had forty nine mass shooting events in the United States just since January one an average of more than one per day, and you're not even seeing all of them on the news now. And you know what a concern school, you know, schools are because they factor into that. It just, it, it's just mind-boggling on the uh, rate of violence that we're having in our society from, you know, different groups of, uh, different groups of people. But just a couple of the headlines, you know, from this advisory council, none that we would be super surprised of, I support, I would imagine. Uh, improve the rate of intervention in concerning behaviors, improve active shooter drills, improve training for first responders, establish a clear notification system for students and parents, provide mental health support, host town hall meetings, repair and rebuild school buildings, and uh, does say also support gun control, not surprisingly, you know, coming from those groups. And 
there is a uh, there is a riddle to be solved there, and uh, we're going to have to face facts in our country about uh, addressing that issue to try and curb that violence in some way. Kind of a quiet night across the sports landscape, at least the ones we normally pay attention to last night, but for about 35 minutes, it looked like the University of Louisville Cardinals might get their first ACC victory of the year, but um, not so fast, according to Boston College. Boston College ended up uh, catching and pulling away 75-65 and the cards are what, Notre Dame, South Bend on Saturday. Sure. They what's funny is I read <laughs> no they idea. went on they went on to South Bend. Like they didn't even come home. They play in South Bend on Saturday, so they just went on there and they're gonna hang. I'm sure they'll go to the library at Notre Dame and do their homework. Mm-hmm. That's or all. Maybe visit uh visit the what is it up there, their uh the historic Touchdown Jesus. Well, that's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um I don't know. At Notre it's, Dame. Yeah. <laughs> They have a landmark there that I'm thinking of. You know the famous scene in Christmas Vacation, the opening scene, where Clark uh, has a bit of road rage with the with the guys in the pickup truck, and then it leads to Clark getting stuck underneath <laughs> the log truck. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ellen says, "Clark, I don't want to wind up dead for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend my I don't want to spend Christmas dead." Yeah. Is mm-hmm. what she says. Well, that sort of happened in real life in Kansas City, Missouri. On Wednesday morning, about 3.40 a.m., a flurry of 911 calls were placed reporting that a semi-truck headed westbound on I-435 was pulling a silver Kia under the rear passenger side of the trailer. They thought that the crash happened when the truck drove through a green light from the westbound exit ramp to get back on the interstate but a Kia came the other direction and collided and hit the rear of the truck. And so it was just pulling it along and the truck pulled it for eight miles underneath. And the driver, they finally got it stopped eight miles down the road. A 28-year-old woman from Kansas City was inside the Kia. She was shaken up but unhurt. And the driver of the truck said, well, I thought I heard like a, a, a thud or a collision, but I couldn't see anything. And so police actually stopped it. But it was just su- kind of surprising I, to me. It was... Can't imagine doing... I mean, think what's going through her head. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Eight miles. You know, she doesn't want to spend the holidays dead. And uh, is stuck under a truck. I don't know why she just didn't suddenly veer out from underneath it and hit the snow embankment and then wrap, <laughs> ramp into the Christmas tree lot. That seemed to be a sensible thing to do. I've seen it happen before and all work out. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Now. Today is Australia Day. <laughs> if I spend too much more time at home, I'm going to end up speaking like an Australian. Yes. Because uh, we watch the koala show a lot. Yes. Um, Thank you, Natalie Toll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or uh, Ada. Ada Twist Scientist. I got mm-hmm. those songs stuck in my head. And then I got Izzy and the koalas. I got that, and I hear all the same, you know. So it's if it's not brainstorm, brainstorm, <laughs> then it's uh, Izzy on the other. If you see a wild animal that you think may be hurt, <laughs> that's pretty good. I don't. I mean, you're like speaking a different language right now to me. Yeah, I got it. Today is Clashing Clothes Day. Hmm. Today is Peanut Brittle Day. 
Not a huge fan of peanut brittle, but if you do it well and it's not just rock hard where it's just, then I like it. But I typically avoid it because it's rare that you get the good kind. Most oftentimes it's too thick or it's, you know, just too much to deal with. It's Spouse's Day. Hmm. Happy Spouse's Day to you. You too. It's a time to enjoy and appreciate your better half. I thought you did that on your anniversary, but who am I to say? You know, (laughs) it's having an extra day is fine. And then a footnote down here, it makes me happy. It's Lotus 123 Day. And marking the anniversary of the day in 1983 when Lotus 123 Spreadsheet Program... (laughs) which was a three-in-one spreadsheet calculator database manager and graphics package, debuted as an application for the IBM PC. So I remember when Lotus 123 came into my life, it was in the form of a compact laptop computer that weighed 50 pounds that was about the size of a small suitcase, and the keyboard flipped out the bottom of it, and the monitor was built in. You laid it on its side. You loaded it with five and a quarter inch <laughs> floppy disks, and then you ran your Lotus One Two Three program. Now, what my dad used it, he used us kids as slave labor for, is that's how we indexed all of the baseball card collection. So you would run sums on the number that you had versus, you know, we had the baseball card collector's guide that said, this Ken Griffey card is worth $1.50. We have 10 of them. Then the sum, we would learn how to do the sum, and it would say, well, you here's your value. Then we would run a collective. Well, our collection is worth this. This is all making so much more sense now. Sure. Do you still have this? Listen, he is a spreadsheet person. I love spreadsheets. Oh, my goodness. So this is where it stems from. Yes. Don't you wish you still had, because you probably still don't have that computer, do you? Oh, I wish wish he did, uh, or his dad did. It might be over at 211 West White Oak somewhere. There's a possibility that. As like a museum piece. Because that's what I would do with it. Yeah. I don't know if it's still around, but, of course, those of you that, you should, that don't know. You should know, give it and say you bought Alea a computer and give it to her and just, just to see her reaction. They weigh about the same at the moment. <laughs> it's pretty close. I think they both weigh 46 pounds. Um, it was heavy. It was bulky. But it was fun. And um, and now you look at the new laptop that I got in the, in the office there that weighs, what, maybe two pounds? Yeah, something like that. And it has... 25 times the power. Um, yeah, probably more than uh. 25. Um, it, if you use Microsoft Excel at all, then it's... I don't know if, if Microsoft bought Lotus 1, 2, 3, or they just ripped it off. But it Lotus 1, 2, 3 is the forerunner to uh, Microsoft Excel. And then Google Sheets came along. Yeah, Google calls their Sheets, which is mm-hmm. basically the same. It's all pretty much open source anymore. But anyway, Lotus One Two Three gives me a, a whole lot of nostalgia when I hear about that. What would you? I, I'm sure no one I know, and I'm certainly not a procrastinator. Hmm. But oftentimes, procrastinators talk about they just don't have enough time <laughs> to get everything. Everything completed. Uh, believe it or not, laziness is not the reason for procrastination. There are four types of procrastinators, according to a clinical psychologist. There's the perfectionist and the worrier. Both perfectionists and worriers might put off starting tasks due to a fear of failure of criticism. The perfectionist needs things done perfectly, so it takes a lot of effort. 
And if they don't have a plan, then the perfectionist will get lost. Worriers tend to be indecisive and dependent on others for advice or reassurance before taking initiative. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds (laughs) revealing. There's the dreamer. A dreamer procrastinator doesn't like the nitty-gritty logistical details often needed to get projects done. They like to come up with ideas, but it's difficult or boring for them to execute these visions. There's the defier. These people tend to view life in terms of what others expect or require them to do. This pessimism diminishes their motivation to complete tasks. It can also prevent them from discussing the matter with whomever gave them the assignment. So there are different types of procrastinators and the reason. See, none of it was in there about, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't have enough time to Mm -hmm. do it. It's Mm -hmm. uh, all about how you invest your time. But there was a survey that said if you had four extra hours per day, what would you use it to do? 60% of adults feel as though there isn't enough time in the day to get everything done they need to do. So it was was the things you need to do, not necessarily the things you Mm -hmm. want to do. 33% of people said they would do more cleaning. They need more time to do more cleaning. Okay. That's procrastination. (laughs) Four hours a day, though? That's That's that's, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Four hours a day? I think I'd just rather not have the extra four hours. By that point, (laughs) what are you cleaning? Preparing for events, holiday, visiting family, 28%. Job, 28%. Financial responsibility, 27%. Climate change and other environmental concerns, 26%. Taking care of family, 24%. Taking care of myself, 21%. And then, you know, somewhere down further the list is, uh, sleep. you know. B- right. Binge. Where is, where is sleep? <laughs> binge streaming. <laughs> got to make, got to have room for that binge streaming. You know, where is sleep on that list? I agree. It's the time of year where everything has to be heart-shaped. Yeah, we got to have heart-shaped cookies. We got to have mm-hmm. heart-shaped cakes. We got to have heart-shaped everything, heart-shaped pizza. Mm-hmm. And now don't forget your heart-shaped chicken nuggets. As Valentine's Day plans to take <laughs> shape, many people want to put their heart on their plate. While food can be a way of expressing love, sometimes the visual can make the sentiment even bigger. So uh, even your your Tyson chicken nuggets now are being heart-shaped. I feel like this is the thing they do every year. Landing in the store <clears throat> near you. Nothing says love like a chicken nugget. Did you order those when you completed the grocery list last night? I did not, but I did go with the banquet brand because I found it to be less expensive than okay. the store brand. Okay. All right. But no, Dinosaur I didn't. Shape, no, these no. will. Uh, I, I, I went cost effective. I just okay. found like All this right. is the best value. Okay. They tried to offer the forty-eight ounce variety, and then I did the math and was like, well, no, that's that's not as good a deal as buying the thirty-two ounce, and so etc. Okay. But I did buy a small enough portion that I figure she will have them consumed before Valentine's Day, so we can okay. reload with the heart-shaped versions right. if we need to. I mean, even from next Wednesday, we got a 14-day run-up to the to the big event. <laughs> mm-hmm. The American Kennel Club announces the top canine names of 2022. In case you're interested, the top do- uh, girl dog names were, I'll start at 10 and go to 1, Ruby, Rosie, Maggie, Sadie, Penny, Willow, Lucy, Daisy, Bella, and Luna. Luna, the number one dog girl name. The top boy dog names, 10 to 1, Leo, Rocky, Bear, Buddy, Tucker, Teddy, Charlie, Cooper, Milo, Max. Oh. <laughs> Max. Yeah. 
was my, my parents have two on that Uno. on that list. They do two or three. Yeah, we have a, but it's not male. We have a Charlie Grand Dog. Yes, yes, we, yes, Charlie, short for Charlotte, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I've heard there's a story, but I've not been told it, which means it. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I do find it odd. They tell me there's a story on how the dog got named, but, you don't but they don't the story. share the stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking there's something they don't want dear old dad to know. <laughs> That's uh, usually spe- a good thing. Yeah. Speaking of names, I'm fine with being ignorant to it. That's I don't care. Uh, teachers, speaking of names, teachers uh, have taken to Reddit to share red flag kids' names oh. and ones they know are trouble. Again, these are teachers on Reddit. This doesn't have anything to do with me. But they did kind of make me laugh because, I mean, you know some of these. And you might be able to go, oh, yeah. So uh, just I'll give you one teacher's name example. And by the way, she goes on to say her own kids' names are on this list. <laughs> so she's not discriminating. She said, girls, Kayla, Layla, Makayla, Kenzie, Mackenzie, Faith, Haven, Heaven, Nevaeh, you know anybody that's named any Nevaeh on a opposing team? Nevaeh is heaven backward. Yeah, so. yeah. there was a Nevea. I couldn't even tell you what team it was. It's in bed in the last ten days. Hope, Trinity, Tiffany, Brittany, Ashley, Angel, Stephanie, Bethany, Melinda, Miranda, Kiana. Hmm. That's according to this teacher. Like, look out, boys! She's just listening the kids she doesn't like in her class. I guess um, some of those are really popular names. Absolutely. But I'm sure you get some that are good. You get some that are bad, like all things. But boys, she said, again, Kyle, not my my list. Uh, Travis, Chase, Dash, Jeremiah, Joaquin, Michael, Julian, Carmine, Logan, Legend, Ashton, Alfonso, Angel, Brandon, Bradley, Dakota, Caden, Cody, Israel, Christian, and Landon. She said that's that's the list. Yeah. Uh, this is funny. One user, one teacher, added on to this and said, mark my words, Mackenzie, and then went Mackenzie, McKenzie, Mackenzie, Mackenzie, <laughs> and Maykenzie will be the new Karen in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There are lots of variations of that name, yes, without a doubt. There are. And then also from Reddit, <clears throat> today's Am I the Butthead Forum. Produced this little nugget, which I thought was funny. Basically, it says, am I the butthead? And goes on to describe man's partner furious. He bought a house without her approval after she told him, do what you want. Hmm. During COVID, they were living together. She was not working. He was working. He was supporting her financially. She, They rented a place from her parents He was financially responsible for it. Then as they have emerged from that, they started, they said, we're going to find our own place. And she became less engaged. They were, you know, they were shopping and looking online and she finally just said, do what you want. (laughs) So he went, bought a house, et cetera, et cetera, went through the process. Well, then she gets mad. After he'd signed the contracts for the house, his girlfriend revealed she hated it and couldn't believe that he bought it without her. Okay, I am on his side, but he needs to, if he did not know this before, the valuable lesson here is 
do what you want does not mean do what you want. Mm-hmm. Fine does not mean fine, and whatever certainly does not mean whatever. I'm on his side, too. Yeah, but, I mean, he was like, this is what we're going to do. Especially if he's footing the bill. And, exactly. And not only and that, but when she says, do what you want. Okay. Well, all right. Going to do what I want. <laughs> going to get to a break. Come back. Got more on the way. You're on In the Know. Did you know? I was born. No one really knows for sure why humans have armpit hair. <laughs> like all the other areas, they can at least come up with a reasonable scientific explanation as to why, but not on that one. I guess most of us, we got hair a lot of other places too, so I guess it's just... It, it does kind of surprise me as long as we've had an opportunity to seemingly research it. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are things we do know that seem harder to find out than that. But maybe it's just because maybe it's God's sense of humor. Okay, well, yeah. I Googled it. And it says it reduces friction. Armpit hair prevents skin-to-skin contact when doing certain activities such as running and walking. I think that's a reasonable hypothesis. I don't think – I think that's – there, no one seems to know for sure. But then, I okay. guess you could debate lots of things on, on surety. Mm-hmm. You'd say, "Well, I mean, how do you know that for sure?" Do you agree with my board today, Sam? Uh, I did see you yeah. never. You never have people. Uh-huh. You never have people <laughs> arguing saying that Mars is flat, mm-hmm. or Ju- Jupiter's flat, or Venus is flat. We got a good look at Venus the other night. Mm-hmm. No one said, "Hey." That's flat. But yet you have these people trying to say that the earth is flat. I'm glad you didn't keep going naming planets there because. (laughs) Yeah. You were afraid about what I would say about Saturn? Pluto. Okay. A new study has produced the most listened to classic rock artist in every country. So we have an infographic in case you're interested in seeing. And it takes us around the globe and kind of shows us by geographic location. I'll go ahead and tell you in the United States, it says ACDC here in the States. Uh, also in Canada is ACDC. Mexico is Bon Jovi. Oh. Guatemala is Queen. El Salvador is Guns N' Roses. Hmm. Honduras is Guns N' Roses. So if you're going through Central America, get down to South America, a lot of Guns N' Roses, a lot of Queen. And this is all based upon, I think, YouTube streams. I think they spent last year mm-hmm. studying the YouTube streams. Uh, if you've ever wanted to know, you know, what do they listen to in Montenegro? Mm-hmm. Also ACDC. So you might fit <laughs> about, in well in Montenegro. What about Zimbabwe there? Zimbabwe. Bottom of Africa. Yeah, I mean, you'll see it's uh, bottom of Africa. See, oh, Thin Lizzy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that. No, I wouldn't yeah. have. I, but uh, Uganda is Chicago. Okay, well, now here's mm-hmm. where I already had problems with the lineup of artists. So it's Barbados. And now I got even bigger concerns because I I am of an age where I might argue, if you're going to Kuwait, don't forget your Bon Jovi box set, by the way. <laughs> I This says top rock artist, but yet the graphic suggests classic rock artist. Well, I got to tell you, for me, Guns N' Roses isn't a classic rock band. They are a current band. You go, you, listen, see, you go listen to a classic rock station. You better be. You're going to be hearing a lot of Guns N' Roses, though. Trust me, I know one. I, I know one very closely. Uh-huh. Especially one in. Uh, it, it, especially <laughs> if you go to Cincinnati these days, yeah. you'll be hearing "Welcome to the Jungle" a lot. 
Yeah, I, and I can get well, but my point is, I'm of an age where bands that existed before oh, my coming of age. I was age, say, you'll go to classic rock, and you're going to hear Nirvana and Foo Fighters. And- Queen is a, is a classic rock band. Uh-huh. Aerosmith is a classic rock band, even though they were producing new content during my coming of age. Guns N' Roses, they started about the time that, like, I got to be, you know, closing in on adulthood. So everything after that is, well, no, they're like a new band. (laughs) (laughs) Def Leppard is kind of like, whoa, that one is, I'm challenged by that one. Foo Fighters is not classic rock even though Foo Fighters is great because of my age I don't mm-hmm. consider them classic rock I think of them as an up and coming band <laughs> oh my goodness. one of those new bands GNR Motley Crue classic rock like if your albums if you're mm-hmm. out al- if you were releasing albums before I got to When's high the last school time Guns N' Roses came out with a song huh? I mean Axel probably writes a song a day you can go to his probably his private YouTube channel and get all the Axel content that you want. Again, not diminishing any of these bands. I just think that um, I think that classic rock okay. is in the eye of the beholder. Well, this doesn't count. They did a remastered version in 2016 of one of their, so that really doesn't count. All right. An update to a story we brought you a couple times this week. The Razzie Awards removed Ryan Kiera Armstrong's name. From the worst actress list, I guess 12, 12 year olds can't be can't be criticized. So they have and rewritten the rules. The co-founder of Razzies, they say that they will they have changed their worst actress policy. They put an age limit on it. I guess they maybe as they made should eighteen or something. A, so I don't need to be calling a twelve year old a bad actress. Well, and to be clear, she was only eleven when she made oh. the film, so it's even worse. And not mm-hmm. only. Not only 12, but for those of you who were losing sleep over the notion, hey. She's a pretty little girl. Yeah. Um, and I still can't believe that I have forgotten Tom Cruise's ex-wife's Kate name. Holmes. Is that who Katie you Holmes, that's right. And Suri was their, their mm-hmm. daughter's name, right? So, yeah, something. The 2022 NFL Award finalists are out. Huh, I'm surprised that's the picture that got pulled. It, it, it was not uh it was not my <laughs> choice. It was given to me. The MVP is right for right the right. uh the MVP finalists are Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson. All right, Sam. If not Joe Burrow, it'll be Pat- Patrick Mahomes will win no matter what. It will yeah, be. Yeah. It think? should be Joe Burrow. It, it'll go Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow. You don't think Burrow will win if the Bengals beat the Chiefs on Saturday or Sunday this weekend? I, I think that there's – I don't know. I, I hope so because he deserves it. Uh, well, but. so between offensive player of the year, Mahomes, Hurts, Hill, or Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. Justin Jefferson. You would take Jefferson. Defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones. From Kansas City? Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris Jones, yeah, from yeah the Chiefs. Well, best best center has to be Luke Fortner. Oh yeah, it'll probably be Jason Kelsey. You find out three or years, Ted Karras. Three what three days before the Super Bowl is when the the finalists. Yeah. So this weekend does impact who actually could win. Yeah, I don't know when they do their voting. But. Yeah, nor do I. Jeremy Renner. There's a new report on this Jeremy Renner story. 
that you know he broke like 30 bones and was in really bad shape in some type of accident involving a snowplow. Now we learn he was trying to save his nephew during the accident. So that's a real superhero thing to do, you know, Jeremy wow. Jeremy Renner. And I presume that he was successful in saving his nephew, but he gave himself up in order to do that. So um, it's, I think he's on the men. I think he's going to survive, but I do believe that it was uh, rough going there for a while. And then this headline says, Fans summon cops to Britney Spears' home after she deletes her Instagram again. <laughs> I think we're starting to learn why she was under conservatorship for so long. I think there are these massive swings, the pendulum, you know, swings very widely with this one. You know, say the force is strong with this one. The pendulum <laughs> swings wide with this one. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MP's point to ponder for today made me laugh. It says, what bit of trivia do you know that is very interesting, but also very useless? Uh, hey, making a living off of it. <laughs> like, uh, most everything I know is kind of interesting, but in a general way, useless. But uh, I can't reveal all of it or it'll be last show. But it's like, well, if I use up every last piece of data that I have, then uh, I'm out of here. Won't be back tomorrow. Well, I always like trying to figure out those the random stats too of that that can can be like that you know like there was a stretch a couple of years ago where the Lady Cougars uh, were were having good seasons but they were like one and eight on Saturdays so oh. it was just kind of like one of those things that it was they would win through the week and then never play well on Saturdays so I remember asking Coach Hill during his first year here when he was the coach. Saying like, well, you all struggled on Saturdays, and he was kind of like, well, now I know that I'm not getting any sleep tonight because <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's really good when you throw. Uh -huh. That's one of those things you throw a grenade at their uh -huh. feet, like dance around that uh -huh. and see how it goes. And <laughs> that's funny. Uh, have you checked in on that stat recently? Are they better? Are well, they you, better on you, Saturdays? They've now? won uh, at least one last in a row. Saturday. Yeah, they yeah. won against Washington County last Saturday, and they play this Saturday too. Well, if they can, if they can win this week, they'll have a streak. No, if they well, if they win on Friday, they'll have six in a row for the first time no, since 2017. On Saturday. Oh yeah, I can't Saturday remember the last. I'd have to sit and think about the last time they played on well, Saturday prior to. Maybe they're not going to bed early enough on a Friday night. Maybe, maybe right? it's those late Friday night games mm -hmm. that are keeping them up or uh, watching games on ABC tonight. Celebrity Jeopardy. It's Patton Oswalt, Brendan Hunt, and Michael Sarah. Sarah. Okay. On E series premiere of yeah, Nikki Bella says you'd I do. Michael Sarah. I would. Oh yeah, okay. without a doubt. He's from Arrested Development, and uh, he was in a bunch of movies about 10 years ago. MTV Season 6 premiere of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Is Snooki still a thing? I have no idea. Yes, I think so. Is the situation, did the situation ever get out of his situation? I have no idea, but it's still being watched that, by people I know. That's Michael Sarah. I sort of know him. Oh, okay. I um, don't know him from Arrested Development, never seen it. Today's well, highlight in history. This Isn't super bad? I'm not sure I've seen Superbad. I, I I don't watch druggy movies. <laughs> Today's highlight in history, this date and night, isn't super bad about I think marijuana so. culture I or no something, idea. isn't it? Today's highlight in history, this date in 1998, President Clinton forcefully denied having an affair with Monica Lewinsky. You can probably remember what he said. Mm -hmm. He <coughs> banged his fist on the podium. 
did the little thumb trick, you know. Uh, 1915, President Wilson signed the Rocky Mountain National Park Act, which created America's 10th national park. What's older, Mammoth Cave or Rocky Mountain National Park? If Rocky Mountain National Park was 10th, Oh, I thought you were saying Mammoth like, Cave is a national park. I'm wondering, was it deemed a national park before 1915? I thought you were asking, like, which is older as far as, like... The mountains or the caves? <laughs> yeah, it's like... I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they're almost twinsies. <laughs> they're not exactly twins, but probably pretty close. This day in 2020, Kobe Bryant perished in a helicopter accident along with his daughter. And the world was 1941 all... 1941 for me. 41? Interesting. 40, um, the Kobe Bryant accident. It was terrible. It was terrible, and it caught the entire, it caught the attention of the country until COVID. And then the moment, and then the moment COVID came, then none of us, we didn't, we suddenly were worried about other things. Bob Euchre, don't you think that the Kobe Bryant thing is the last non-sports related the, the last non-COVID-related thing that we dealt with in 2020, it seems. I'd have to sit and think. I, I wouldn't know. Bob Euchre is 88 today. Gene Knight is 80. Ellen DeGeneres is 65. The great one, Gretzky, is 62. Andrew Ridgely, half of Wham, is 60. And Vince Carter is 46 today, the uh, NBA uh, player. Douglas MacArthur, born in 1880. A pretty good list of birthdays. Paul Newman in 1925. Newman's own to you. Eddie Van Halen, born this date in 1955. He can shred. Could shred. Classic rock artist. Van Halen, mm-hmm. the group. Classic rock. Let's go to 1956. Guns and Roses up and coming. They might have a few hits. And... The Platters, number one, with the Great Pretenders. Oh, yes. I'm the great pretender. Pretend. I think Zach would take our side on Guns N' Roses being classic rock if we ask him. Get him on the line. Well, right sure now. to you young pups. I'm just uh, <laughs> He's well, not I'm, that young. I'm telling you it's a matter of perspective if you uh-huh. were if See, you, I, I'm with them. I, I of course you would. Yeah. You didn't graduate uh-huh. high school until the late 90s. I think if I called my father who's older than you, he would agree that Guns N' Roses is classic rock. No, they're rock. They're not classic rock. I think Dave's with me. How how he's how much younger? He's how much younger? Is he older than me? Yes. How much? He turned sixty in May. Okay. No, Guns and Roses. Those are he's he's gonna say uh, Guns and Roses are whippersnappers. Great rock band, whippersnappers. You two, classic rock. Guns and Roses, new. You two has come out with a lot more new music than... But they got started before I was in high school. (laughs) It's like the AD line, the BC AD line. Righteous Brothers, you've lost in love and feeling, number one in 65. Baby, you know it. I am glad that, uh, spoiler alert, I am glad they wove that back into Top Gun Maverick. I know my... Ringo Starr, good old Richard Starkey, number one, 1974, with your 16. Not many Ringo number ones. Not many Ringo number ones. Oh, 
Richard Starkey. Oh, R.S. Ah, Toto, Africa, number one in 83. This song flew up again a couple years ago with Weezer. Yeah, and people really like this song. I like it. I mean, it's not like it's a... I mean, I don't don't know why. I don't care for it. I prefer the original. Let's go to 1992. Tracy Lawrence, number one. You talk about a great mullet. Boy, Tracy Tracy Lawrence was rocking the curly mullet. Why don't you go back to Toto? It's one thing to have a mullet, but when you had the curly mullet, oh, Lordy, look out. These sticks, look at that. Look at those curls. Oh, I remember him. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go to oh, 2001, 22 years ago today. This is a complete tip of the cap to my father-in-law this morning. Sarah Evans, number one this date, 2001, was born to fly. Uh, honey, you can't get mad over me playing Sarah Evans for your dad. That one still surprises me because he loved Reba for so long. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I mean, I guess some, you kind of have to. You can draw some, some audio similarities in there. Uh-oh, Gaga Law. 2010, 13 years ago today, Lady Gaga was number one with Bad Romance. Gaga, ooh la la. And in 2019, Halsey was number one without me. MB's Proloism for today. MB's Proloism for today says, The scariest moment is always just before you start. The scariest moment is always just before you start. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.